Hi, everyone. Welcome to Packers Unscripted from Packers.com. I am Mike Spofford sitting alongside my trusted colleague, Wes Hodkowitz. We're coming to you here from our studios at Lambeau Field. And Wes, it is Wednesday, and that means we are looking ahead to the Packers' next opponent, and it is the Minnesota Vikings' Sunday noon kickoff at Lambeau Field here in Week 2. And normally... When we talk about the Minnesota Vikings, we would start with talking about their defense. But this year in particular, I think we have to start on the offensive side because they made a big investment at the quarterback position, bringing in Kirk Cousins, who is considered the prize of the free agent field out there in the offseason. The Vikings looking for uh, the former Redskins quarterback to take them to the promised land. It's actually funny, Mike, because I'm going to one-up you now, and I'm going to take it even to a different level uh, beyond the defense, beyond Kirk Cousins. I'm actually going to talk about Mike Zimmer. Because I think one thing about Mike Zimmer and his time now, whatever it's been, what has it been now, five, six years he's yeah. been with the Minnesota Vikings, he might be one of the most self-aware coaches in NFL history, especially with given the era in which he's coaching. I His comment this offseason to me was the comment of the offseason about how whatever situation, whatever direction they win in at quarterback, it probably has a direct tie-in to really his job security, he yeah. felt. Mm-hmm. And that's why... I know they threw a lot of money at Kirk Cousins, but it's also why I didn't blame the Vikings for doing this because out of all three quarterbacks they already had in-house, Kirk Cousins was really the surest thing. You had Teddy Bridgewater coming off a devastating knee injury uh, despite the promise that he showed early on. You don't know if you want to hitch your way again to that player. Right. Sam Bradford has had the issues he's had with injuries in the past years. And then Case Keenum was sort of this overnight sensation. Do you want to make him your quarterback of the future. So with all those chips on the table, he talked, you know, and you also had Rick Spielman there going out in those conversations, really the biggest storyline of those opening days of free agency is what was going to happen with Kirk Cousins. How much was he going to make? Was it going to be the first fully guaranteed contract in NFL history? Yeah. And at the end of the day, the Vikings got their guy. I still believe, as I said earlier this week, this team will go as far as its defense takes them. But having Cousins now, and especially with how productive he's been in the NFL, it does give them a bigger margin for error than I think they've had before underneath Zimmer. Yeah, well, one of the narratives in the offseason with regards to this is, well, how can the Vikings you know, throw all that money at Cousins and expect him to play better than Case Keenum did last year because Keenum played so well and right. was so productive for them? And really what it came down to, at least the way I looked at it, is – if the Vikings get out of Kirk Cousins the same type of season they got out of Case Keenum last year, they would be perfectly happy with right. that. That's what they're after. They were just they were just betting that Cousins is more likely to give that to them than Keenum doing it again. Yeah. And uh, and that was really what the decision came down to. We'll see. They're one game in. They're one and zero. They beat the San Francisco 49ers at home last week. Their first road trip now coming to Lambeau Field this weekend. Uh, Kirk Cousins, no stranger to the Packers, certainly. Um, this particular defense, obviously, the Packers have some different things going on this year, but uh, but the Packers have faced this quarterback before a handful of times with the Redskins. That, in all these years, Michael, we've been doing this, that might be one of your best points I think you've ever made. And you've made some good ones, but, <laughs> yeah, I, basically they expected Cousins to be more it would be more achievable for him to have a Case Keenum-type season than to double down on a Keenum doing right. it again. I, I think and that's I think that's what they decided. He might end up having a phenomenal year with Denver. He did enough to win that game through three interceptions last week, but they still did top Seattle. Yep. But as far as the Vikings, 
with where you know how these defenses are built, Mike. You saw it with Seattle. That window only stays open for so long. The Vikings had to dart through it. They're getting Delvin Cook back. They've added to those weapons outside over the years. They've they've found a diamond in the rough in Stephon Diggs. You need to be able to get some titles out of this. So that's yeah. the way they view it. That's how they're approaching it. But it will be interesting to see now because even though Cousins hasn't played in this division, he has kind of a storied history here with the Packers. He's seen a lot of them in the last few seasons, and he'll see a new defense with Mike Pettin on Sunday. Yeah, well, with regards to the Minnesota Vikings' weapons and what they have around Kirk Cousins, the Packers, obviously, they've you know seen their share of Stephon Diggs and Adam Thielen and Kyle Rudolph, and the Packers will have a whole different secondary group to match up against them compared to past years. But the one guy that the Packers have not faced is Dalvin Cook. He was injured and out for the season by the time the first Packers-Vikings game rolled around last year. And I don't know how much of the week one game uh, against the 49ers that you watched, Wes, but I tell you what, sure didn't look like Dalvin Cook was a running back coming off of ACL surgery. He looks... He looks good. He looks he looks kind of scary, frankly, and I say that it from the standpoint of he can he can run the ball and be a pass catching weapon out of the backfield. This is this is a big, powerful guy who can do a lot of things. I do not care who your quarterback is. I do not care what exactly your receivers look like in the NFC North. You have to have a running back. You have to have a guy that's going to be able to weather November and December. And by all accounts, Cook was looking like that player last year up until when he has the knee injury. Yeah, he was one of the top two or three rushers in the league. I don't remember exactly Some where he Some considered him to be the rookie of the year at yeah, that point. Yeah, yeah. With through, Leonard through Fournette four, being the through other. Through four games, yeah. So they, they were very fortunate in having Latavius Murray. Murray stepped up. He's a vet. He's been through this thing before. He's done it and rose to that occasion, but ultimately everybody knows the home run for them is Cook. So to get him back and to continue building that offensive line, to be honest with you, I don't know how the NFL Executive of the Year thing went last year, but I think Spielman has to be up in that conversation because of getting Case Keenum, despite having you know all the other things going on at the yeah. quarterback position, signing Latavius Murray, getting Riley Reef. So many things that they did ultimately ended up helping them get to where they got to because they were sort of fortifying their reserves. And not saying that Brian Gutekunst took a page out of that, but I think there's something to be said for it. You talked about it in the lead-up to the start of the regular season, having some veteran options behind you to potentially lean on if an injury happens. But getting back to the original point, I think Cook, where he's at, how quickly he came back from that injury – you tip your cap to Brian Balaga and some, you know these linemen that come back in 10, 9, 10 months, but it's a different ball game for running backs. It's a different ball game for skill position players or cornerbacks because you have to cut on it so often. And as of right now, it looks like Cook's going to be okay. Yeah. Watching that game, watching Cousins' first game with the Vikings last week, the portions of it that I saw, what I saw was not a spectacular performance. What I saw were two, I thought, spectacular touchdown passes, one to Diggs and one to Rudolph, absolutely pinpoint passes against tight coverage in the end zone, big plays there for the Vikings. So he made, he threw the two touchdown passes he needed to throw, and he just didn't make any mistakes. Right. And that the, you flip, the flip side of that was Garoppolo, the 49ers made mistakes all over the place, and that's why they were playing from behind. They weren't able to catch up. Cousins, he had his tendency to throw some interceptions with Washington. 
that's what you, you want to try to put pressure on him, affect him, see if he makes one of those errant throws. He did not make any of those errant throws last week. He didn't. Washington would all, was also asking him to throw for about 46 to 4,800 yards per season. Yeah, so when you're exposing the football that much, I think that naturally is going to happen. That's not to say you can't protect the football better. You can. We've seen it with Drew Brees and, and Aaron Rodgers, Peyton Manning, uh, Tom Brady, the year that I think he threw uh, for 50 touchdowns, had, what, four interceptions that season. So it's not like it isn't achievable, but you are exposing the ball more. And, and really, Washington's offense the last two or three seasons ran through Cousins. He He's not probably going to have that same problem in Minnesota because he has a reliable option in the backfield. He has playmakers around him. Even you have, you know, Kyle Rudolph is as steady as they come yep. uh, at, at tight end. Uh, I know of some people in the Green Bay area that just so happened to draft Kyle Rudolph uh, as their number one overall pick this year, simply out of mistake, <laughs> not, count, not putting anybody out there, <coughs> Kim Hartwig. But that being said... Uh, they do. They, they're very solid across the line. There's there's not a lot of holes there. So I, I'm just very interested to see how this plays out for them because we know what they've had for so long on defense. You and I have done so many unscripteds over the year, Mike, where we're talking about the defense. We're talking about those corners. We're talking about the pass rush, the linebackers that they have. The offense has always been the thing trying to catch up. And the Vikings, if they're going to get to where they want to go this, this year, and the Packers are, are obviously trying to stand in front of that, they're going to need – you know, Kirk Cousins, Delvin Cook, and company to hold up their end of the bargain. Yeah, all right. Well, I do want to start uh, talking about that Vikings defense, but before that, at home or here in the stands, we all know that Green Bay fans give it their all, and that takes a lot of energy. So grab a warm bowl of Campbell's Chunky Soup. Its meaty goodness fuels the greatness of Packers fans everywhere. Try the delicious classic chicken noodle soup. Just visit your local supermarket and ask for Campbell's Chunky Soup, the official soup partner of the Green Bay Packers. Okay, the defensive side of the ball here for the Minnesota Vikings. The number one defense in the league last year, hands down. And then, pretty much starting with the second half of the playoff game against New Orleans all the way through the NFC Championship game, they didn't look like the same unit right. out there. Um, me, personally, my opinion is that things started to unravel when Xavier Rhodes, their star shutdown cornerback was not healthy, was either trying to play through injury or was on the sideline. It seemed like that threw everything out of whack. Yeah. And one thing about the Vikings defense last year is they stayed remarkably healthy yes, all season long. Totally. Those, that unit was playing together all the key pieces on the field every week, and it showed throughout the course of the year the way they played. But boy, uh, the value of Xavier Rhodes, to me, shot up astronomically after what we saw happen in the postseason. And the fact that they had Xavier Rhodes and Trey Waynes, and they still used their first-round draft pick on another cornerback in Mike Hughes yep. from UCF shows you how important that position is in their defense and in the defense in general. That's not to say that they're trying to replace Rhodes, but, I mean, just having more Stokes in the fire – I, I, to me, it was very interesting. This is no disrespect to Terrence Newman. He had a tremendous career. But for a guy that was 39 that was playing the snaps he played down the stretch, that sometimes isn't the best formula for success. And I think in some ways they obviously were, were kind of worn down there by the end of the season. But don't make no mistake. I mean, Xavier Rhodes is as good as they come in terms of cornerbacks. This division in general has really developed some fine corners yeah. uh, these past few years. Some good cover guys out there. Darius Slay in, in Detroit and, and certainly Xavier Rhodes living up to being the first-round pick that he was in 2013. 
and it gives them a lot of things to uh, you know to work with. I, me personally, I think the fun part of this game is going to be see how all these pieces match up. Yeah, you've seen Randall Cobb versus this defense before and, and Devontae Adams, but now you have Jimmy Graham involved. Now you have a guy like Geronimo Allison more established. Yeah. Uh, seeing how those what the Packers are doing offensively matches up with the Vikings, assuming we'll see how everything plays out there in Rodgers. That, that's going to be one of the big, uh, I think, one of the big pushes for this game that's going to make it really compelling. Yeah, well, the guy, that, the guy that I always have my eye on when I'm watching Minnesota's defense is number 22, Harrison Smith. Mm-hmm. I think he's, the, he's kind of the glue guy that, that really makes everything work because he's, he's so versatile. He's such an aggressive player. He's such a smart player. They scheme things up blitz-wise for him to get free runs at the quarterback to try to wreck havoc that way. We saw last year the game in Minneapolis after Rodgers went down. You know how I am when I watch games. Normally, I always look at Aaron Rodgers as probably the best football player on the field. When Aaron Rodgers left that game against Minnesota last year, there was no doubt that the best player on the field that day was Harrison Smith. He absolutely controlled and dominated that game. The sacks, he had a diving one-handed interception. He's breaking up passes. He's a sure tackler, a hard hitter. This guy guy does it all. And when we talk about that big play the Packers made against the Bears on Sunday night where Jamal Williams picked up the blitzing linebacker and Aaron Rodgers was able to find Devontae Adams for a big 50-yard pass play – Jamal Williams, he's got to find where Harrison Smith is coming from because it seems like every time the Packers and the Vikings play, and not just against the Packers, almost any Vikings game you watch, Harrison Smith, at least once a game, gets a completely free run at the quarterback where somehow nobody picks him up, nobody blocks him, and, and he just levels your, your QB. Packers can't let that happen on Sunday. I think they call that stealthy. You know, stealthiness or <laughs> that's stealth a good or whatever. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, he's that's the type of player he's been. He's been that way since 2012. I, I mean, know. honestly, since he came into this league, he, he matured quickly. He made an impact in this defense quickly. And you mentioned him sort of being the glue guy. I mean, the thing is, Mike, is that really, let's see here, he's the lo- – other than Andrew Sandejo, he's, what, the longest tenured member of that defense now as far as the starting unit. Everson Griffin in there, too. Uh, from the 2010 draft, but yeah. he he is. He knows. We, we, saw, we talk about it all the time. Morgan Burnett was that player, too, for the Packers defense all those years. He just makes communication easier. And the safety position, even though historically it's not gotten a lot of respect in this league, it gets more and more importance by the year because of how much those players now in this era are a lot of times the primary communicator. Yeah, you can find a Blake Martinez that plays every down, but if something happens to that inside linebacker, it's usually on the safeties to step up. Harrison Smith has been that guy. He's been steady. He's been consistent, and he also makes plays. So, yeah, as you mentioned, whether it's Jamal Williams, whether it's these safeties, or whether it's these uh, receivers – you got to know where he is on the field at all times. Yeah, with this entire Vikings defense, it's really pretty much the same group. You mentioned Mike Hughes obviously being added to the mix as what looks like their nickel cornerback yeah. right now, but pretty much the same unit that uh, the Packers faced last year that the whole league had trouble dealing with up front. You know, that pass rush, Everson Griffin and Daniil Hunter are the guys who really make that go, and they don't require Zimmer to call a whole heck of a lot of blitzes, but Zimmer will pick his spots when he wants to be aggressive and force the issue. Uh, Sometimes with him, you just never know when those extra rushers are coming. Yeah, and they also got Sheldon Richardson this year, too. That's right. So you have him and Linville Joseph now as your nose tackles, your defensive tackles. Uh, Very solid up front there. It's going to make life difficult, not only on the Packers, but every team that they're going to be facing this year if those starting four can stay together. To me, Everson Griffin is still the key guy. I mean, in Monday's locker room, even though 
uh, most of the media was still pretty much looking back on that Bears game. Uh, Brian, uh, Dave Bakhtiari was already being asked about Griffin because of the, the wars that those two have had over the years mm-hmm. now and, and seeing him and the player that really both of those guys have become, you know, Bakhtiari becoming an all-pro, Griffin becoming one of the league's top edge rushers after originally appearing to be more of, you know, a complimentary piece in his first couple seasons there right. has really broke out. So, yeah, yeah th- I, I've always been a huge Linville Joseph fan going back to his days with the Giants. I thought that was a great pickup for them a few years ago when they signed him as a UFA or un- unrestricted free agent out of New York. And bringing in Sheldon Richardson, too. Richardson was kind of quiet last year in Seattle, but you still know what you're getting with him. So to see how he complements the rest of that front, it's going to be exciting to watch. Yeah, as far as the matchups go, I'm not sure how the Packers in their secondary are going to match up with these uh, with these receivers when right. you're talking Diggs and Thielen. And, I you know, still King haven't figured out how the Packers King matched up Williams with last week's yeah, game. Yeah. So, yeah, King and Williams and Alexander and Jackson and how, how exactly those matchups are going to go. But if you are going to pick one particular one-on-one matchup that we can anticipate and that I think we'll have a lot to say about how this game goes, I'm guessing you start with Bakhtiari against Griffin. It does, yes, yeah. 100% in terms of just like the, the the matchup, like just to watch it for just elite NFL football play. Yeah. Uh, another one, too, depending on how it works out, how they want to handle that nickel corner spot is whoever lines up against Adam Thielen. Yeah. And Thielen's a, a versatile guy. You can use him in a multiple multitude of ways. But I'd have to imagine Jair Alexander and or Josh Jackson is going to be seeing some of his coverage. So seeing how those young rookies with all their athleticism and, and how good they've looked early on match up with him is going to be important because Thielen is – we've seen it, and he's had good games against Green Bay. He is a supreme football player. I remember talking to Devontae Adams during the offseason program for his yearbook story and getting to know Thielen a little bit at the, the Pro Bowl and seeing how he works and everything he puts into it. The world slept out of him coming out of the D2 ranks in Minnesota, but uh, he's found a spot in this offense, and he's becoming one of the league's top really most devastating threats in the middle of the field. Yeah, you said it. I mean, he's not just a homegrown product and a fan favorite. He's an elite player. Yeah. Uh, he's 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 a self-made elite player in a lot of ways because of where he came from. He didn't play at a at a big school. He didn't play at a Power 5 conference type school, but Was that uh, the MIAC? Yeah. Is that the MIAC? <laughs> Something I yeah. I don't even know, but he's he's proven himself right. over time. No, he has. And uh you look at the complimentary pieces there, they obviously Diggs has been a, a guy that's, you know, balled out at at times and they're still trying to see what they have in Laquan Treadwell uh, their first round pick from a few seasons ago so hey listen Kirk Cousins has a ton of weapons to use in this offense so the Packers trying to quiet him it's going to start on the perimeter too and making sure that those uh, those guys don't get loose yeah I think Mankato might be the northern sun is that it I couldn't remember could what be it something was. like that yeah but anyway. is division three yeah well we'll figure it out when uh, we're off camera but <laughs> for now we got to call it a wrap on this edition of Packers Unscripted be sure to follow all of our coverage previewing Sunday's Packers Vikings game on Packers.com on Twitter you can find him at Wes Hot I'm at Mike Spofford at Packers for the team account. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. See you next time.